Hello, it's Tuesday, uh, the 24th of November, 2020. This is the Talk Film Society podcast. I'm your host, uh, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society. Um, here yet again to talk about the films of 2020. Uh, wanted to do this sort of catch up on movies, uh, me and other people, maybe people listening have missed, um, because it's been a crazy year and we'll get more in depth on, on why that is. Why, 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 why was 2020 so crazy? We're going to figure that out later. But before we get to that, uh, I have to welcome the two guests I have on this episode. Um, and I'm going to pronounce these names correctly because this is my first time doing it. It's Dylan Jones and James Barrett. Hey, guys. Hello. 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 Oh, gosh. So, uh, uh, first off, who are you? What are you doing here? Um, uh, for those who may not have heard at least two episodes that James was on on the on the network, you know, uh, people may know James from that. And an episode of Hey Cast from three years ago, and also James, you were just on the Talk from Society Festival series, uh, and uh, we had a, we had a good time on that recording, right? For, from 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 what I remember, right? That's my first question. I yeah, I I had a good time. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. You know, I I feel like I came on a little strong. I was trying to bring a little bit of uh, the unique energy that uh, I have on my podcast. Oh, I boy. think I came on a little hot on that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, so we're going to bring it back uh, a little toned down this week, I think. What what a perfect time because uh, there's there's nothing to influence you in terms of podcast energy. Uh, nobody except uh, your co-host on Stephen Destroy. Uh, it's Dylan. Hey, Dylan. This is for sure the first time I'm talking to you. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're somebody who I'm just meeting for the first time here. Um, first question. Uh, to 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 uh, either one who wants to answer, what is Steve in Destroy? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it along to Dylan. He finds himself <laughs> always happy to explain our show. Yeah, James and I like to to pass this question back and forth whenever anybody asks it, um, and so I guess it's my turn now. Um, Steve in Destroy is uh, a horrible idea that we had, where we decided that we were going to watch every single movie. And uh, the SNL guest spot that Steven Seagal did, th- uh, every movie he's done in his career. And, um, and we're, we were going to see A, what, what that did to us, and B, um, we were going to sentence him uh, to a prison sentence based off of how much we uh, enjoyed or did not enjoy his, his movies on top of the life sentence that he absolutely deserves for his crimes in real life. And, uh, and that is, uh, the spark notes version of, of Stephen destroy. Yeah. So you guys are building a case against Steve and Seagal, uh, this man yeah. who, I mean, uh, for those who don't know who that is, I don't know because good for you. <laughs> when, yeah, what what a, what a great life to lead that is. Because I imagine there are people now who uh, watch movies at a young age, and when I say young, I mean like teenagers and and people in their twenties even who are like, what? Like the guy in the goatee? Like they 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 probably just know him from like the meme where he eats uh, a carrot for no reason. I don't know why yep, he did that. That's- <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I said I was the carrot guy. So, yeah, for, for those who don't know, yeah, he was... Well, actually, you guys explain who he was. Like, who he is, like, his prominence. Uh, 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 James, maybe maybe you should answer this one. Well, I, I guess that's, that's a tough one. 
because ultimately, I mean, he's like the poor man's action star. To call him like a, I mean, like I like Pepsi. I wouldn't call him a Pepsi action hero. He's like a like a Doctor Thunder <laughs> of your standard action hero. Uh, and and even like early on in his quote unquote golden age, it's rough. And um, what makes him kind of the perfect. Well, I don't know about perfect, ultimately. But what, what the, kind of what makes him the right type of person to do that show that we do would, is he is... Uh, he, he never really reached particularly like astounding heights, but yet still managed to fall so very far. Uh, most of his career since the turn of the century has been direct-to-DVD, and uh it's all the same it's hard it's hard to encapsulate him because he is it's it's such a mystery why he is even somebody remotely in the public eye (laughs) now now i think that's enough to entice people because if you're already interested in this topic and in these two uh uh, you know dylan james talking about steven seagal you get more of that on the patreon right now hey that's uh, i'm throwing this in right now because people have to know and you can talk about this more, guys, because um, when James, when you approached me with this idea, um, honestly, I, I don't think I told you this. Honestly, I was like, really? A, a Steve Seagal podcast? But the more... Yeah, no, that's... yeah. yeah. <laughs> we ask ourselves that every week, so I yeah. get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, but then, you know, after you were talking about it, and also I think and then I listened to that first episode, I'm like, okay, yes. It makes sense. Yeah, you know, this I could <laughs> not to. Uh, and I think I think the, I think when you said this on Twitter, maybe the the official Stephen Destroy uh, Twitter account said, "Hey, look, it's another podcast with two white dudes or like two two guys recording a podcast." And it just took me listening to the episode and hearing the idea out. That I was like, "It's not just that; it is, but it's like it's it's worth." putting on and I'm I'm thanking you too for letting Talk from Society put it out as a show now. So people can listen to you the first ten, 10 episodes on the Patreon and uh free feed coming soon. By the time you hear this, probably the first episode will be dropping on the free feed. Uh but yeah, ten episodes. I mean uh you can call it a day at that point, right? I mean there's no there's no need to do anymore. <laughs> how, oh, yeah, how, how far are you in the process in, in this, by the way? And how many episodes do you have to do in total? there's about i think we i think it's 55 episodes um 54 movies and like dylan said he hosted snl once and we did do an episode about his snl stint so it's gonna be 55 episodes and we are getting very close to the halfway point wow um we're getting we're pushing right up there i think we're gonna hit it in like three weeks oh wow so you're halfway there yeah and and yes when uh, talk to me about like how you guys came up with this idea or why why even do it what what drove you well well, 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 uh, maybe not why but i i think i can uh i I can i can speak a little bit to the the absolute origin of the idea um because this was a a few years ago i think like or maybe not a few but maybe a good like two years ago or so uh me and james were, were hanging out at james's house and probably i don't know if we were watching a seagal movie but like we had watched seagal movies there before like when they were just on on tv and we had nothing better to do than watch whatever shitty movie was on tv and um i was just like hey dude what if we just watched every single one of them 
and um, James obviously did not agree to that. <clears throat> but then when uh, quarantine started, <laughs> uh, COVID-19, and we had a lot of extra time on our hands, I get a message from James out of the blue one day. He was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's, let's just watch all of them. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the how of it. But like James says, like the why... Or we kind of ask ourselves that regularly because when the movies get hard and they and they do get really hard to watch all the way through and finish, we remind ourselves like nobody made us do this. <laughs> but but now now that we're in it, we're like we we got to finish it now. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dylan's kind of burying the lead there. I w- I just want to give my spin on kind of <laughs> oh, how I interpret. So this. so it's so it's oh, a yeah. it's a would it's love, a Rashomon type of it's it's a Rashomon type of uh, scenario. Uh, yeah. Or or the or the Showtime show The Affair just like that. Okay. So now what's yeah. now what's your perspective, James? <laughs> More or less what Dylan said, but he did not include that. I think he's asked me to do this Steven Seagal podcast. Uh, many times i wouldn't say he's been like (laughs) nagging me to do it but i I think it it has come up many times between when he first suggested it and i finally i feel like i kind of caved well i I think that i should i think that i should retort this oh boy here we go this was absolutely kidding (laughs) yeah i was absolutely joking almost every time i asked (laughs) i do not believe that i think it was like like 50 50 or maybe you know maybe we're like 75 percent joking but i i always knew that if i had been like yeah dude let's do it we would have been recording the steven seagal podcast within the next week well and clearly we are so um so clearly james was right about that so um and it it reminds me of that article floating around or that idea that like you know during the last uh, you know, worldwide plague. Uh, there was like this, like unique type of art that came out, and uh, and now people are wondering what's what's the great art that's going to come out of this 2020 uh, plague. And it's hey, Stephen Destroy uh, up top, maybe right, right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some some may say you know in the future when they're looking back on it, worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I would say so. Uh, how, how would you uh, uh, see? Now I'm trying to think back of what I've seen from Steven Seagal, and I may have only seen his like. Uh, and you've seen a, a lot more than I have. Obviously, that's that's that's. that's what I you're think doing. that's probably yeah, true. Yeah. I would. I sincerely hope for your sake that <laughs> yes. that is true. Because maybe I've seen maybe four or five films. Maybe I was half asleep during Under Under Siege Two. Um, but he was in like machete. I don't know. Like I've I've never seen him in his prime. Really, I don't think. In in I guess when was his prime? Even now, I'm trying to think. It's it, it was it was Mainly, a, it was like a weird time in the '90s that he was you know getting up there as like a top action star. Yeah, he had a very short window in the early '90s. Um, Under Siege obviously is like the big one. And I think it says a lot about him that he is in Under Siege for less than half the runtime. And that is like his big movie. If anybody is going to know Steven Seagal, I have to imagine that it's because of Under Siege. Yeah, that's that. And that has to be the one that was like, yeah, when I think of Steven Seagal, I think of that. Um, When I think of him as like in that time, like you're saying, in that time frame of uh, here's the here's the best you ever see this guy. Versus now, I just see him as a, what's what is he up to now? Like right now, like what what is Steven Seagal doing in, in 2020? 
there's there's a big question mark of uh where he is like literally <laughs> like geographically wait can i can i pitch this to you next season of the show do like a, a serial type podcast where you try to find steven seagal that's that's you'll 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 fly to different countries you'll talk to people there'll be a podcast series where you try to find steven seagal because i now i'm worried james just he's just gone nobody knows where he is <laughs> well is i mean the- <laughs> given what we know about steven seagal i'm more afraid that he's going to try to come find us if he ever hears <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Steven Destroy. We're going to get a Russian hit squad sent after us, as James uh, so eloquently put in our first episode, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm more afraid of Steven finding us than us finding him. So, that I, I, I like you to, uh, to, to think... I mean, I mean uh, in all honesty, uh, do you think he would eventually hear Steven Destroy... I, I, is he, how much of an egomaniac is he? Does, do, do you guys know? My man, <laughs> it, it's 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 profound. <laughs> it's um, there are some truly breathtaking interviews of, with Steven Seagal talking about like other action movie stars, and um, I, like I, the egotism of of Steven Seagal is is truly it's hard to even uh, define whether or not he would ever hear of our show or like other kind of like criticisms of him that exist on the internet there are a surprising amount of video essays on youtube about steven seagal i don't know if those type of things ever make it to him but if they did he would be very very upset about them (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, do do you think his handlers just kept stuff away from him like uh well uh, will sasso's impression of steven seagal on mad tv they're like no let's not show steven this this is this this is uh insane because i honestly absolutely i think that has left more of an impression on me will sasso doing steven seagal more than Steven Seagal's actual work. Um, uh, I mean, you, 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 you guys have seen that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything, right? I, I have not. You haven't uh, seen I, the Will Sasso uh, impersonation of Steven Seagal? Wow. Okay. Nope. Yeah, it's a Mad TV thing, right? I, yeah. I think I've I've seen some clips pop up. I, I, I get way too many recommended videos about Steven Seagal on YouTube now <laughs> from doing this show. It's just seeped into my the rest of my life. <laughs> I would I would recommend, and this is just me throwing more work for you guys to do and, and more more episodes, but just do an episode on the Will Sasso sketches where he plays Steven Seagal on Matt TV. So that's, that's another episode. There you go. So, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Because the one thing that we really needed was more episodes of Steven Destroy. Yeah. Uh, I, I I heard you mention, and you and I think you did resolve this uh, in the in the first batch of episodes. But at one point, was there just a movie you could not find that was just like, completely gone? Yeah. So so you're 100 percent correct. Um, in our first episode, initially we felt like we were going to always have one like uh, kind of missing puzzle piece that we never got to solve which was this Korean movie Clementine (laughs) that he was in for like 10 minutes. And we knew going in that he had like, you know, like less than a cameo in it, but um, we're deaf. We're going through anything that he appeared in. So uh, we've already done an episode on this Billy Crystal movie, my giant where he just has a cameo. Oh, wow. I didn't, I don't don't think I knew that. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're doing everything. So we still needed to find this movie. I did manage to find, um, some like I found it on eBay, oh, and wow. I'm not entirely sure like what the act like literal origin of that DVD was because it was the correct region. I don't have like a region free player. It was a DVD, 
but yet like the menu was entirely in korean wow um uh, it had subtitles not like um automatically though i had to kind of maneuver through the korean menus (laughs) to get the subtitles on um but we did find it and right now i mean it looks like we will unfortunately be watching every single movie he has appeared in do you think somebody has gone to that much trouble to watch a steven seagal movie like has anybody else gone through that much frustration or just (laughs) steps to watch a seagal movie uh so congratulations Uh, on that (laughs) i we uh (laughs) A little recurring segment that we do on our show. Uh, we'll go to the website stevensegal.net, where it is a entirely a, a forum entirely dedicated to Steven Seagal, uh, comprised of some serious. Uh, Try to think of a polite way to say oh, no. <laughs> that they're like uh, crazy people. Rubes? But oh, okay, crazy people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just like obsessed with Steven Seagal, which is wild. That and, is um, frightening. I'm sure. Oh, I, I think I would say like 50 percent of the people on Steven Seagal net would probably go to those lengths if they thought it was like <laughs> worth it. Maybe not for Clementine. <laughs> uh, I see. So yeah, it's uh, just just me thinking of. How many Seagal, How many actual Skull fans are out there? Uh, how many are out there active? Uh, at least we know where they are. They're all, they're all hiding out. SteamSegal.net. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, just send that to the FBI. Um, okay. So I, I, what? Let me ask you this general question. So far in your recording of the series, what have you learned so far? What was a what's like the big thing you've learned so far from watching all this Seagal content? Uh, Dylan, you want to you want to take that? Yeah, I, I, um, I think when uh, I think when I started the the podcast, uh, like when we did our first episode, I knew that like we would get like a certain level of of quality. It's not particularly great, but we we would still get like a Hollywood tier movie from the first few Seagal movies. But I I kind of just I wanted to know what happens in the direct-to-DVD era, because for most people, it really is just this sort of nebulous cloud of, like, what the hell's going on in these Steven Seagal movies, and I was not necessarily surprised, but crushed to realize that Steven Seagal hates making those movies as much as we hate watching them, and uh, that's that's my takeaway from the whole thing. Uh, He's so lazy, he refuses to do ADR for most of the movies, he looks (laughs) bored, he mumbles through his scenes, Uh, he hates making movies, and that's the biggest thing I've I've taken away from the show so far. I'm gonna agree with Dylan. I think that is kind of the big lesson and i think it's surprising i mean he i can't really imagine is getting a whole lot out of those like you know movies you pass by on at the red box i can't imagine that does a lot for him in like any regard but to watch these movies and realize how much he hates to make movies just makes his very extensive filmography even stranger to me <laughs> oh, oh uh, uh, let me ask you this um are you gonna cover his studio albums uh him as a guitarist uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we like touch on it but i don't i i, <laughs> I don't know i don't know if i could handle it i've some i've yep. heard some of those and some of them are rough 
it's pretty bad we've also omitted his uh his tv show steven seagal lawman um oh, there are, there's only okay. so much yeah. like that two people can take uh, <laughs> yeah but we'll yeah. see we'll see what the fans are clamoring for it's, <laughs> it's almost over yeah uh, um uh you know and, and i think i think one of you joked about this in one of the episodes i heard but uh, why not just do it again? Why not just go through the entire loop again and you know and just 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 do a rewind of every single Seagal movie again? Because what, what if, like you said, what if the fans are clamming for it? Come on, go again. Come on. I so we actually uh, decided that when we hit our halfway point, we would bring up that question again <laughs> on the show. Uh, so we haven't really like touched on that recently um but where we're at right now where we do the show in this very weird vacuum where we have done like at least 25 episodes um and right now you are the like the only person on earth who has heard them <laughs> be well, like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no I, I just mean like the experience that we have of having done it so far is so like drastically different than kind of the experience of doing it and having like a literal output or like you know an immediate output i guess yeah that um right now we are just trying to get through it (laughs) (laughs) we are just trying trying to get done and we aren't really looking at the future past his most recent movie (laughs) that that is a that is a good point um you're basically doing this in a vacuum for the longest time not knowing where it was going to go and then now yeah it's it, it's almost like you know life itself you just don't know what's what's happening until about halfway and you're like oh okay let's figure this out uh all right so that's steven destroy please listen to it please for the love of god um <laughs> please listen to please. it because if we do all of this for nothing <laughs> yeah on, what on, do we have to show for on it? one hand yes but also i think it's i think it's a good time i i, I think you guys are funny and i think the episodes are coming along great so Please check it out. Um, well, so that's you. not all we're talking about on this episode, okay? I thought you were just going to talk about how funny we were. <laughs> well, I can keep, I, we, we I can say I'm starting to. I'm starting to like this whole. Yeah, this whole like this podcasting <laughs> thing ain't so bad. Yeah. Wow. Why is Steven Destroy like this? So you have, you know, like 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 James was saying, I'm basically the only one who has listened to your show, <laughs> and I'm a fan. <laughs> so that's what you're one for one there. So yeah, we got a hundred percent hit rate. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's like a five star rating already. All right, you're 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 coming out of the gate hot. Um, but no, I mean I can I can give you compliments first the episode, but we have another segment to do. Um, the okay. films of 2020. So like I said at the top, um, it's been a weird year. Yes, things have been delayed, but things were released. Um, you know, in the last eight months, I I I want to remind everybody and also myself of that because because of this series so far, I've watched like three first time watches of films that I needed to get to, and I watched them and and I don't regret watching watching them, and I'll talk more about one of those films here in a bit, but yeah, and also uh, just going looking back at the year, but also getting people ready for the Talk Film Society Awards which is our annual uh, voting uh, thing. I guess that's that's a way. What's one way of explaining it? Um, people vote uh, for these categories like the Oscars, like Best Actor, Actress, Best Picture, and you know, uh, us as you know, people who read the site, listen to the podcast, who follow us on Twitter. 
they choose, and it's, yeah, it's fun, okay? And I'll talk more about that as the weeks go on. But yes, 2020 films, James, Dylan asked you, you know, to pick a film each. Why don't we go to Dylan first? Uh, Dylan, what's the film you decided to talk about? Um, I watched a, a, a lovely film by the name of uh, a Borat subsequent movie film. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, 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 what's Borat, man? What, what's this Borat guy about? What's 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 he on about? As as they say in English. Well, <laughs> um, well, as what makes uh, Borat as, tick? What makes Borat tick? Well, as the uh, as the movie is so kind as to remind you uh, in its title, this is this is this is actually the the second time Borat has uh, has come to the silver screen for Whoa. us. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Borat, uh, notably, is a, a journalist from Kazakhstan, and uh, he's made Kazakhstan very mad at him, uh, because, <laughs> because the first Borat film has turned Kazakhstan into a laughing stock. So, um, so Borat is sort of in a, in a quest to uh, to reclaim his name here in uh, in Borat's subsequent movie film, and he comes to uh, uh, through a, a series of. Uh, of hijinks, uh, his decision eventually is that he is going to gift his daughter to uh, to Mike Pence, and uh, and then eventually Rudy Giuliani, which yeah, <laughs> it comes sur- surreally <clears throat> close <laughs> yeah. uh, to achieving. So, it's, yeah. uh, oh boy, this movie. Where do you even start with this yeah. movie? Um, Seriously, I know where to start. Yeah, go ahead, James. Everybody's gonna do their best Borat impression. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, right now, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, James, you you, you brought it up, so Obviously, James, we gotta James, go first. Go first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, as the faithful listeners of Steve and Destroy know, I uh, absolutely cannot do impressions or voices, uh, but I'm gonna give it a little shot. <clears throat> My wife. All right. Good. Very should, good. Should, wow, should we be should, silent? Should no. Should no. I uh, you know to to to. You know, to make this more interesting, should we should the other two be rating these? You know, the the other person's uh, accent. Um, I could say, you know, James, I'd give that like a four to five. Okay, that's well, that's, uh, that's not your... true. <laughs> that's not true at all. But I will take it. Okay, that was a four out of five. Uh, Dylan, yeah. what do you what would you give that that performance by James? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give James a three out of five for that. Okay, okay, right in the middle. All right. Still a little uh, yeah. too generous. Uh, Dylan, you're up. <laughs> <clears throat> Gotta get into character. <clears throat> wow, wow, we wah. Okay, okay. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what would you give it? Honestly, four point five. Four point five James. out of five. Wow. I, I really liked it. I was impressed. Dylan <sighs> impresses me with his voice work sometimes. <laughs> now, thank you, James. Yeah, James, your review of that actually bumped my score up to a solid three out of five. So uh, wow. I am on the leaderboard. Yeah, so yeah. far. All right. Now, uh, I guess, oh, I guess I should go next. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, my wife. Hmm. Now I, I'm just glad that at least now all of you guys know how it feels to do a Borat impression and have it met with complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> Because oh. that's something I'm gonna have nightmares about for like the rest of my life. Oh, um, okay. So I'm gonna say like like a three, maybe. Okay, okay. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. 
I think I'll return the favor with a three myself. Okay. All right. So I'm, uh, I see here, I'm counting up the votes. Yeah. Uh, looks like I'm at the bottom. And looks like who won here? Was it Dylan? What? I think it was me. Oh, James, you won. No, yeah, wait, wait a second. No, it was Dylan. It, it was, was Dylan because I, Dylan... I should have given him a worse score. Because, D- James, you gave Dylan a 4.5. So that point five pushed Dylan up to the top. Dylan, con- is. congratulations! You're running the show now. So what are we talking yeah. about next? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. Uh, you know, I just want to thank my family um, for you know putting me in the, this position to be able to work on my Borat impersonation for all these years. And um, yeah, just happy to have been here for it for awesome. the uh, for the for the Borat Awards. Yeah, go yeah. there. You go. I'm getting emotional right now. Yeah. That was, that was me clapping, by the way. Um, Thank you. Okay, uh, let's let's talk more about Borat. Uh, so I I watched this, and I don't think I've told this story in a podcast because I haven't talked about Borat in a podcast. I don't think. Um, I got the Amazon hookup. They sent me a, a screener for Borat, uh, like the Tuesday before it came out, on Thursday night, I believe, um, and. I was embargoed from talking about the Juliana thing until, you know, uh, noon on Thursday or, or no, or Wednesday, I think, when the embargo broke, whenever. But yeah, because it's not a spoiler. I mean, that Rudy Giuliani thing is out there, and it was insane for me to have, have, have seen that in the vacuum and go, huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> thinking maybe that might be news tomorrow. Yeah, then the embargo lifted and everybody was talking about it and then the movie came out like a day later. So it was a wild week is, is what yeah, I should say. And then people just stopped talking about it and it's just <laughs> yeah. it's like it never happened. Yeah, then you know at least a full two weeks later people were like yeah, so what? Uh, then the election happened and then Julian is still around as of this recording. Yep. Still, still doing his shit. Um, but anyway... Uh, I mean, I and then oh, I should say I wrote the review for Talk from Society for this film, and I I liked it. I gave it high praise in some areas. Like thinking back on it, may not be as good as the first, but I think it's a solid sequel. Um, uh, what do you think, uh, Dylan? Did, uh, talk more about uh, why. I mean, I'm assuming you picked. It. I'm assuming you liked it. Like to to, to what to what uh, uh, do you think this is? Maybe better or as good as the first one? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that it's hard to say that the first one is is going to go down as being more iconic. It probably will, but I mean that Giuliani thing is like pretty fucking bonkers, um, and it's, it's certainly going to be uh, seared into my memory for a long time. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy this movie. Um, it like it kind of has has me for you know 85 90 percent of it loses me a little little moments there's a little there's a little bit of like cheap like self-referential borat stuff like in the very beginning of the movie where he just like you know forces in a my wife like as early into the movie as he possibly can and things like that um but but generally i i had a good time watching this movie i think it's about as provocative as the first one is and uh as uncomfortable as the first one is and i i feel like if you liked the first borat there's there's got to be a really good chance that you're gonna like this one too um yeah yeah i i i'm definitely in agreement with that and i i did rewatch that first one before seeing the second one um and yeah i think that first one does hold up there are some i mean it hasn't aged perfectly 
There are some moments yeah. where it's just like, nah, it's just not going to work. No. Yeah. It, it also makes me rethink of like what was, you know, considered funny in 2006 mm-hmm. versus now. And obviously you get that with a lot of comedies that came out in the uh, 2000s, early 2010s. Um, but I mean, yeah, but that's also one thing. What, uh, that, that's the reason why I liked Borat too so much is because I think it developed uh, surprisingly, Sacha Baron Cohen developed Borat as a character, you know, mm-hmm. giving, yeah. Yeah, yeah, giving him more character moments. And that to me was surprising and like, Oh, this, this is actually like, th- this is why I think this movie, um, if you were to, yeah, that argument of like, if, if it's better, I'm like, I think on one hand it, it may be better because of that character stuff. And I think it works so, you know, better, so much better here than the first one. So yeah, that's one thing that really stood out for me. Yeah, I feel it, like, it, it, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. um, I, for me, I think that it is like, I think it's unquestionably not as funny as the first one. Right. Um, and to be fair, I actually have not revisited the first Borat in a couple years kind of out of fear uh, i have a very high regard and uh i know it's not perfect and i don't want to be confronted with how imperfect it may be um but i think that this one feels a lot different and i think it's definitely not as good and i think it's definitely not as funny but it's different enough to kind of justify its own existence and make it to where it's still like it still sustains its momentum even when it's not being funny because it's much more focused both in terms of having like a character arc or a character in general really uh in borat and then also in terms of its kind of the the things that it's trying to say politically are a lot more specific than just sort of the broader kind of comments that the first one has right and uh, i should say the one huge highlight though something that was so immediate uh, for me, and then I saw other people uh, praising the performance too. Is uh, Maria Baca- Bacalava, I believe that's how you pronounce it, playing mm-hmm. um, Borat's daughter, and it's it's uh, people. Uh, well, I don't know if they're joking or not, but it, if yeah, I really want to me, this is no joke. I want her to be like a like a awards contender this season. Seriously, I I don't understand like how she couldn't. I think what yeah. like Cohen does and what she does is like way more impressive than like I don't know Gary Oldman putting on a fat suit. Like I I infinitely think that she is. Um, I can't think of any other performance that I think is more worthy of awards like this year than that one. Yeah, um, like I really can't. <laughs> uh, it she just does what Sasha Baron Cohen does like as easily, and this is the first her her break group. Her, her, she, she's a breakout in this. Mm-hmm. I, I think she had done some smaller stuff, um, but yeah, this is she went from unknown to like wow, one of the best actresses I've seen in the past year. Um, but yeah, um, she's amazing. But what else can we say about Borat subsequent movie film? Uh, before we move on, anybody have any last thoughts? But um, you know, here's a little kind of, it's a little, little bit of a standard question. But I think with something like Borat, it kind of 
makes sense. What's like the one part, aside from the Rudy Giuliani stuff, <laughs> that kind of stuck with you? Either like a big set piece or just a smaller moment. Um, either just like as being the funniest or just the most memorable. Um, I think I, I think for me there are, there are two scenes that uh, I remember the most clearly from this movie. Um, the 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 first one uh, being the weird uh, um, performance that Sasha Baron Cohen does on stage where he uh, sings that song and they Nazi salute uh, during it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty hard thing to <laughs> to forget from that movie. Um, as well as the scene where uh, they take our or Borat takes his daughter to the doctor to get the uh, baby removed from her um and uh he he explains how he put the baby there and all that stuff it's uh, it it, that's probably for me the maybe the funniest scene in the movie that off the top of my head i i uh was wildly uncomfortable in like a a good way watching that scene (laughs) so yeah those are probably the two that stick out in my mind the most I think I think for me, or actually James, you go first as I still contemplate this I, this question. Yeah. So, um, and I after, immediately after I asked this question, I <laughs> I realized maybe I don't know if you want us to get into like spoilery territory. I mean, it's it's such a different uh, like I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's you know. It, I, I'll give the uh, the thing that every podcast does now. It's like, well, if you don't want to listen to Borat two spoilers. Then fast forward about thirty seconds. Okay, James, go ahead. Yeah, and have and have done that like a minute ago. No, <laughs> uh, so it's not even like super spoilery either. It's really just the the very fact that Sasha Baron Cohen actually lived with those dudes in their home for days is something that I have literally been just thinking about <laughs> pretty frequently since I saw this movie. I would give anything for like a behind the scenes. A, like recount account yeah behind the scenes account of like that entire like span of time because it is I, 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 it's like a magic trick to me i have no idea how he was able to pull that off i and i i have to think because since uh its release and uh at least a two you know, a memorable time so far that I've seen. There have been two clips from the movie that were like not clips, but like actual like like more uh, footage from the mm-hmm. movie. Like you see at um, you know at the like, like you guys were saying, um, he's performing that song in front of that right wing slash Nazi crowd, and then but we don't see in the movie what they showed on you know in the deleted scene in the in the behind the scenes clip. Like Sasha Baron Cohen running out of there, hiding in like an ambulance, like mm-hmm. like uh, holding the door closed as like people were just slam, you know, just angry. Uh, basically, an angry mob was outside. So yeah, that was insane to see. And also the other little the, the deleted stuff of Borat's you know character. Uh, uh, sorry, Borat's daughter, the character her, like the actress in that character. Mm-hmm. Like basically going into the White House because she made friends with uh, those right wing journalists. Journalists in quotes. Mm-hmm. That was insane, and that wasn't in the movie. So I so so I guess my point is there has to be more footage out there. Like there has to be more of this out there. And I'm you know they're gonna do like what they did in the 2000s and just release like you know Jackass 2.5. Like they're, they're gonna release a, a Borat so. you know 2.5 and because yeah I, I'm with you James. Like hearing that he spent all that time with those guys and how much footage was left on the cutting room floor that's insane 
That's insane. Um, no, from I have, to, I have to answer this question, don't I? Do, do I have to answer questions on my own show, James? Is that what you're doing to me? Oh god, that's when I come on the show. <laughs> um, I'm slowly kind of trying to uh, overtake it. It's a coup. <laughs> one one episode, an episode by episode, just just uh, jamming you in here. Yeah, I'm gonna start dropping in unannounced. <laughs> you're gonna zoom bomb my shows now. Exactly. <clears throat> Uh, when, okay, so, to, I guess to, to, to make it quick, um, going back to what I was saying about character development, like, I didn't expect, uh, this movie to dive into Borat's anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that scene where he goes and talks to a Holocaust survivor, um, as, as Borat, um, that, mm-hmm. and I think as Borat dressed as, like, a demon, because I forget why he's there, but it's insane. And, yeah. uh, um, to actually just, like, get, like, get, like, not get emotional, but just get, like, really invested in this character and what he's doing and what the movie's trying to say, um, may not be the funniest thing, but to me, when, you know, he asked that question, I was like, oh, that, to me, stuck out because, one, it was unexpected, and also, two, just the 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 gall, not the gall, like not even bravery. Just the fact that they went there, they they addressed that in that way was like, oh, uh, props props to them, props for that, and it actually working. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there you go. That's Borat too, or Borat subsequent movie film um, on Amazon Prime, I should say, uh, everywhere uh, where you get it, where you get your Amazon Primes. Um, James. Yeah, I'm going going to you now. Uh, what what's the film of 2020 that you decided to bring to the table? Um, I'll say the name, but I won't get into the. I won't say anything else about it. Uh, I chose The Devil All the Time. <laughs> Period. Yeah, no. That- yeah. <laughs> um, and, and thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Please turn but, off your uh, devices. Yeah. It's it's tough because I really did not know anything going in like at all um except literally i knew robert pattinson did a weird voice i did not know anything i didn't i had not heard the weird voice i didn't know anything about it um i just knew he did a weird voice and that's not like why i watched it um but i went in completely blind and i think it really helped which is something people say all the time about movies and sometimes it's true sometimes it's you know you could take it or leave it but i definitely think the less kind of said about it the better but i mean we can absolutely still dig into it um it's just kind of hard to you know give like an overarching description at least i feel like it is because it is kind of like a uh not exactly but kind of in the same vein of like a magnolia or shortcuts where it's a lot of these kind of different moving pieces overarching stories and kind of it's it's hard to give you know a synopsis yeah um dylan did you end up seeing this this is a movie i haven't seen so i was actually uh i was hoping that uh that james could uh wanted james to sell me on it i wanted to to play the (laughs) play the role of a listener who who has not heard who has not seen devil all the time did i not sell you on it when i said robert pattinson does a goofy accent does a funny voice (laughs) well you're doing great so far because i do want to see that yeah I'll, i'll i'll give my impressions and then i'll toss it back to james to see if maybe he can juice it up more but I I went in uh, uh, blind enough because of course 
I think as I just saw the trailer and just was like kind of disconnected from it. I was like, okay, it takes place in the in the fifties and it's like Southern Gothic. Everybody's sweaty. There's a preacher, you know. I got that general sense. It's over pants and doing an accent. Tom Holland uh, doing American accent again and and nailing it and also being how old and still looking muscular as like a fourteen year old looking dude. Um, and then I I watched like yeah some memes of it. They're rare for you, because this this to me kind of came and went um, when it mm-hmm. came out uh, this past year on Netflix, I should say. Then and then I finally saw it this morning, and um, I came away thinking, you know what? That's not bad at all. It's 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 actually like well one thing which may which may be superficial, but I I still think is like something that. Uh, I miss going to the theaters and I miss watching stuff like on, you know, projected big. And, uh, what I'm trying to say is like, I saw this at home here on my 4k, uh, which is capable of Dolby vision. I saw it like basically in the best way possible. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. (laughs) I'm just saying I have a big TV and it's 4k. I have a a 4k TV too, Marcelo. All right. My point is, and then, then I have a, I have a two point one surround sound. You know, I, uh, I got headphones. That's surround sound. <laughs> um, uh, so what I'm trying to say is, this is one of the best looking films I've seen this year, and to me, that's like saying a lot because uh, my TV can only go so far, right? I, I expect mm-hmm. to see, you know, beautiful imagery, you know, projected better, like out, you know, in in a theater. But no, it's this is a beautiful looking film. Um, but also going beyond that into like the actual story, I'm like, it's, I wouldn't say it's like original in anything it's like saying or showing me really, but the cast is amazing. The performances are really solid. Even yes. I mean, Robert Panson has a weird accent, but it still works. Even though at one point he turns into Elvis. Um, but you know, besides that, like, yeah, it, he's so good because he's Robert Panson. He's a good actor. Um, there are so many factors that got me by the end just saying, yeah, you know, it's good. And also I should point out, Riley Keough is one of my favorites right now. And, uh, she's excellent in this, I think, <laughs> because she's, everybody not, is excellent. Everybody's so good. But yeah, there's a lot of it that I guess sold me by the end. And I could definitely say with a caveat of like, Okay, don't expect something happy-go-lucky. Don't expect something to show you the good in the world, really. Um, if you want a, do- a good downer of a time, then watch <laughs> The Devil All the Time. That's my recommendation. Uh, I mean, James, what else could you say about Devil All the Time? No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's not my favorite movie of the year. Right. Um, and I... I don't have a list so i couldn't really tell you where it would rank but part of really what made me want to pick it is even though it's definitely got flaws and i wouldn't say it's perfect by any means at all it held my attention better than i think yeah just about like any other movie that i have seen this year at least since march um i have to imagine i'm not alone in this probably here I'm sure that I am one of three people here who uh, has a hard time not looking at their phone when they're watching a movie at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, that one thing that I have learned through quarantine is how much I went to the movies, I think, just so I could make myself pay attention to a movie. Yeah, that's exactly uh, it. 
I'm 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 right there with you. That's a reason why I wanted I. That's a reason why I love going to the movies so much is because it gives me a reason. It gives me a time to not look at my phone, and also I can pay close attention to a movie without being distracted and picking up my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even movies that I loved a lot more than this, I was you know doing a little scrolling every now and then, and I think I just like watched this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy, but I just like fully watched this movie, um, and it's kind. It's not like super complicated, but it's kind of complicated enough. Yeah, to where I think if you do want to really fully appreciate it, you definitely need to pay attention. It's definitely not like a watch while you're scrolling right, movie. Right, and um, I just I really dug it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really dug it, and I think it it did get kind of forgotten. Yeah, and and I I I'm all for uh, bringing it back, you know, in the way I can right now on on this show, uh, talking about the devil all the time uh, in November. But I mean, still, to me, you know, you can look at the cast list and go, God, you know, each one. Uh, who would you say James is like the be- the better actor? Uh, it's hard to do, maybe, but do, the best performance. Do you mean the best performance. Yes, yes. Um, I'm gonna go Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Um. In general, I think that he's great. I think he's a great actor. Um, and if I just in general had to pick like best actors here, he would be a contender. I don't know if I would pick him. But uh, I think he just totally kills it. And when he, for you know whatever reason, isn't in the movie, it's not... Again, I like the movie enough to where it's not necessarily like you miss him. Right. But I definitely could have watched a full-length movie that was really just Bill Skarsgård in this movie, in this role. I, I almost want to bring up a movie it reminds me of, but... Uh, oh, he, he, oh, skip ahead 30 seconds, folks, because I'm going to talk about this movie, okay? Because okay? this, this is a spo- Yeah, skip ahead 30 seconds. Yeah, I'll be just, sure to. Just don't listen for 30 seconds. Go for a run. I'll just, I'll just plug my ears and... and, and <laughs> just count and do, blah, do a, blah, blah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, do, do that right, right to Mike. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very important. Uh, the Place Beyond the Pines... Um, which have have you seen that James? I actually have not. And after I saw this, I was seeing that like um, mentioned all the time. I think it probably like letterbox reviews. Um, so I've been wanting to watch it after I saw this, but I have not actually seen it yet. I will say, yeah, there are some parallels, but uh, I mean, just to quickly talk about the place beyond the pines, I, that's a movie that by the end of it, I remember not liking, but since then have been thinking about it. And have been not not having even rewatched it, but just thinking about it and what it does, and also the fact that it has a like great, maybe one of my favorite Gosling performances in it. Um, uh, but yeah, it there are many factors to me thinking back. Like I should definitely rewatch it. Maybe it'll just be a be a better experience for me this time. But anyway, yeah. But I recommend the Place Beyond the Pines for sure. Um, I'm not sure where that's streaming, so folks listening figure that out um okay we're back that was three seconds was that a spoiler (laughs) (laughs) me 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 even mentioning that movie which i won't mention because the the, the, the 30 seconds are over something happens in that movie that um i I don't want to spoil because you haven't seen it james but yeah okay there are reasons why like uh those two movies are are so similar uh okay interesting um 
What what about this? Uh, beyond the two movies that uh, you guys brought uh, brought in, was there to look at some quick takes on some of the best films you've seen in 2020 and like how it's you know how how you sought them out in this difficult time? Why don't we go to you first, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, shit, man, I gotta like think. <laughs> like a lot of my 2020 has been me catching up on movies not from 2020 that i haven't seen with with my roommate because my my roommate is uh also also a huge movie buff uh and a huge horror movie fan um so i have been subject well subject is the wrong word but i've watched a a a substantial amount of horror movies that have not come out this year this year um so 2020 movies man i might I have to like I genuinely have to think. I'm gonna pass it over to James yeah. to think for a second <laughs> to, of like what 2020 movies I've seen this year. <laughs> you go to 2020 in film Wikipedia and you scroll through. Uh, uh, that's yeah. what I did, so I could try and remember what movies I had seen that came out. Oh, in 2020. I did see. You know what? I I did remember one right before I pass it to James. I did watch the new Werner Herzog documentary that came out this year, the Family oh. Romance LLC. Because I am a, a, a pretty uh, confirmed big Werner Herzog fan. There you go. Um, okay. And, and Family Romance LLC. That's I. I would recommend watching it. It's it's bizarre. It, you know, it's a Werner Herzog thing. It's pretty bizarre. It's pretty weird. Um, but pretty heartfelt and and thought provoking. It's a uh, it's a cool one to check out. Uh, would recommend Family Romance LLC. Not my favorite Herzog documentary. He's got so many great ones, but. Um, that, that one's uh, uh, another great addition to the the canon of Werner Herzog documentaries. Is that one uh, available on just VOD? Like, uh, what streaming service is it on? Do you know? Uh, it drops on. It came out on Mubi. Um, right. Yeah. T- and I remember had, that. He yeah. had like a special Q and A. Yeah. Okay, he had a special okay. Q and A with Mubi, and that's where I saw it. So yeah. I don't know where it's streaming now. Or, yeah. But uh, that's where I saw it initially. Yeah, hopefully, people can find it. Maybe it's on VOD right now. Um, James, yeah. uh, do you have a quick one? Yeah. So, um, in I, <laughs> back in like March and April and and May, that like kind of three month period where you know we were all adjusting many still are but uh i was like i i was like uh voraciously trying to watch everything that got a direct to vod release (laughs) Uh and i couldn't even really tell you why um but this was a period of time where i think the most notable one that was a kind of odd one for me was trolls world tour oh boy okay (laughs) which uh, i had not seen the first but um i mean i was just i like uh they released all that stuff you know like the first batch of things to go vod once they closed theaters and it was like bloodshot sonic the hedgehog the hunt and then shortly after trolls world tour and i think i would have eventually seen all of those but trolls world tour eventually but i mean i was like I've got. I have to see the hunt now. <laughs> um, oh boy! And none of them are really movies that I would super recommend. But it was just sort of my. That's kind of what I think of still when I think of 2020 movies. Is that very weird period of time where all this stuff was getting that VOD release? 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's been a weird time for sure. I think that's the main takeaway of of uh, this episode. It's been weird, guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I forgot. But to it's take, all over now. Forgot. Hey, it's it. We're done. <laughs> we won. Yay! It's all. We're, we're gonna live happy lives from here on in. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Sincerely. Uh, I, I mean, I had a good time. I can say I had a, I had a good time. I'm, I'm asking you again, James. Did you have a good time talking to me? Was this good? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. All yeah, right. It was fine. I'll take I, it. I, uh, I'd come back on. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. Uh, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Dylan, I mean, thank you for coming on. It was great talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great to meet you, I guess. Yeah. First time ever yeah. speaking to you. So, yeah. and I'd love to have you back on for sure. Um, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dylan, you're my yeah. favorite. Um, James, okay. Uh, thank you. Um, oh, plugs, real quick. Let's do this because I always do plugs. Why don't we go to you first, Dylan? You're number one. Um, uh, uh, plug yourself. Maybe talk about the podcast more, uh, or if you want, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you online yeah for sure um at this point in time all i've got to plug is uh is steven destroy and uh we, we've plugged it quite a bit tonight but but uh truly if you want to see me and james uh go down the well uh <laughs> the well of steven seagal madness uh um yeah come check out steven uh steven destroy i guess for me i'm on i'm on instagram and pretty much nothing else so if you if you want to follow me personally for some reason uh you can find me at, at dylan8871 but other than that yeah man i'll toss it over to james yeah james what about you um well i got steven destroy uh we have a twitter it's uh at steven destroy you can also send us emails at stevendestroypodcast.com. I know that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to plug at the end of somebody else's <laughs> podcast. No, that, but that, we are... that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Well, we're desperate for emails. There you um, go. Yeah. Oh, we're, and we're hungry for them. We're begging for them. It's something maybe we should have said at the beginning of the show, but how, how do you spell Steven Destroy? Just because uh, like, maybe people listening are just thinking, are they just saying Steven Destroy? But no, there's a Steve N destroy explain that yeah, james explain what i, I explain what <laughs> like it's like steve and destroy like seek and destroy but the n mm-hmm. is apostrophied or what how you say it right so it's steve and destroy that's true in like twitter or in an email it's just still just the words steven and destroy next to each other no steven so. destroy but steven. no it's steve <laughs> No, it's Steve in Destroy. You're Steve, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not bashing the name. I'm just saying. Well, it's, uh, it sounds. <laughs> no, I'm not bashing. Yeah. I like the name, but just uh, it. But it's like it's to me. It's deceptively simple. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Steve in Destroy. It, yeah, it hides and, uh, the complexity. J- James. James, while we're here, I also wanted to. Admit, we have two emails, don't we? Or, or was oh. this all a lie? You no, we do. I, do I, I we also have the email <laughs> Steven Seagal podcast at gmail.com if yeah, that's so easier. If you feel like the first one's getting full if we haven't gotten back to you, which I'm sure is gonna happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, we you got I will you've got personally the reply to every email. 
I make yeah. this promise here on again someone else's podcast. Can I but, can I send one to one and CC one uh, on the same email? Can I just CC one one or the other? Absolutely. Okay. No. Absolutely. No. <laughs> okay. No. Well, you delete emails that do that. That that's that's yeah. on both at the same time. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What if I BCC one of them and the other one doesn't? Well, know? I wouldn't know. Okay. I wouldn't know. I'll, I'll do that then. Uh, all right. Thank you gentlemen um seek out steven destroy folks it's on the patreon patreon.com slash talk from society and as i always say at the top oh my plugs talk from society.com i already said the patreon that's good enough um as i always say at the end of these shows hey see you at the movies no i never say that okay bye